letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include battling a fire in the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness, how the U.S. Supreme Court's rejection of a race-based challenge to adoption laws could affect Minnesota Native Americans, and a new effort in Hennepin County to stop young people from stealing cars. But we begin with the ongoing battle with our smoky skies. WCCO's team coverage begins with Steve Simpson. Air quality in the unhealthy category, historically so for the Twin Cities and much of the state for yet another day due to the smoke from those Canadian wildfires. Pollution Control Agency meteorologist Matt Tarlitson says the smoke will have consequences for anybody who spends extended periods of time outside, not just vulnerable populations. And as far as impacts that people experience, um, you'll notice, you know, tickle in your throat, coughing, itchy, watery eyes. Those are the beginning symptoms. Minneapolis canceled all outdoor programming in city parks because of the poor air quality last evening. Several youth sports practices and games were also called off. Minnesota Aurora's soccer match against Green Bay had to be moved from TCO to a covered facility in Stillwater last night as well. WCCO Radio Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas here. The worst of the pollution with that plume now, Vanita, is sailing toward Chicago and Detroit. The visibilities have improved. It's not quite as bad out there today. Paul on the morning news this morning. As for the future, he says there are too many factors with wildfires to know exactly what the air quality could look like beyond the next 24 hours or so. That air quality alert now canceled in the Twin Cities metro area, but that doesn't mean we're done with smoky skies. Well, I was just surprised to see the smoke. Gene Worrell works on the 52nd floor of the Capella Tower downtown. The smoke is pretty near blocking the entire view from high above. It is all around. There is no break in the sky. She says the conditions are causing her to rethink outdoor activity. On a day like today, I would normally be going for a nice long walk. I have a path that's, you know, two to three miles, but not today. The Minnesota Pollution Control Agency has now expanded our air quality alert until six o'clock Friday morning with the Canadian wildfires and the weather pattern all causing this cloud to hang over us. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The U.S. Forest Service is battling a wildfire in the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. The 30-acre fire is reportedly on the Gunflint Ranger District of the Superior National Forest. Tim Engrave is with the U.S. Forest Service. The immediate direction with this fire, because of the, the extremely dry conditions and how early we are in the season, we are taking suppression action on this fire. And I would anticipate that, um, you know, that wouldn't change if we had any additional fires start. Fire personnel patrolled the area yesterday searching for public canoe groups to redirect them to safety while developing a fire suppression plan to keep both firefighters and the public safe. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. Bloomington Police Chief Booker Hodges announcing the arrests of three suspects who allegedly kidnapped a woman earlier this week. It happened at the Mall of America Transit Station on Monday, where Hodges says the victim was forced into a car, taken away for about two hours, and pistol-whipped by her ex-boyfriend. That man, according to Hodges, is also the main suspect in an attempted murder at the Lake Street Transit Station last month. Hodges says they were able to arrest him for being a felon in possession of a firearm, just one of several charges he's facing. So right now he has all these charges we have him with, and then he has the Met Transit um, separate second-degree attempted murder charges. Then he has a separate 
uh, drive-by shooting charge, and then he has another case for second-degree riot, and he has another case for flea police on foot. Hodges says the suspects have been moved from the Bloomington Jail to the Hennepin County Jail pending charges. Members of Minnesota's indigenous community are celebrating the U.S. Supreme Court's rejection of a race-based challenge to adoption laws for Native Americans. Congress passed a law in 1978 to end the long-standing practice of removing Native American children from their families and placing them with non-Native American families. Then a white foster couple from Texas argued that that law was racially biased the high court said no, that they did not have the legal standing to challenge it. Sam Thompson is an adoption specialist with the American Indian Family and Children's Services in Minnesota. For the Supreme Court today to recognize and to uphold this federal law that really sees indigenous communities and, and tribes as a sovereign political entities. Like we have our own governments. We are sovereign nations. It's not about race. To see that is, is really important and it's a huge win and a huge relief for, for us in the Native community. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. New data shows last year was one of the deadliest years for fires in Minnesota in over two decades. 70 people were killed in fires last year in Minnesota, and if that seems like a lot, that's because it is, according to Interim State Fire Marshal Amanda Swenson. It is the highest number of fire fatalities that we've had in Minnesota since 1995. Swenson says many of the fire-related deaths stem from lifestyle and behavioral decisions, 29 of the 70 fire deaths occurred when drugs or alcohol were present. Nine were a result of careless smoking. Plymouth Fire Chief Roger Coppa says this year really isn't looking much better. Already in 2023, fire deaths are trending ahead of where they were last year. We don't want to go into next year reporting another increase in fire deaths. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. A new effort in Hennepin County to stop young people from stealing cars. None of us can do this alone. Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty is calling for a collaborated and focused effort to stop car thefts, particularly among thieves as young as 10 and 11 years old. It involves police, prosecutors, and the county all working together to intervene. Because we know intervening with youth at an early time and in an effective way can help uh, make sure that this behavior doesn't escalate. She says police in many cases know these kids who are at risk and by sharing that information they can make resources available to the kids and their families before it's too late. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. A jury has convicted 34-year-old Terry Brown of second-degree murder and four counts of attempted murder in the shooting at St. Paul's Truck Park Bar in October of 2021. That's where 14 people were hurt and a 27-year-old woman killed when Brown and another man started shooting at each other. We now have the name of the man killed in a motorcycle crash yesterday morning near Fort Snelling. The state patrol says 19-year-old Matthew Wilkie of Andover was traveling on his motorcycle on Highway 62 near Highway 5 when he lost control, hit two road signs, and was thrown from the bike. No word on if alcohol or drugs played a role in the crash, but he was wearing a helmet. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. If you're in downtown Minneapolis over the next couple of days, don't be surprised if you run into a gaggle of girls volleyball players. Hello, Minnesota! The Tejas 12 black volleyball team from Fort Worth, Texas is certainly getting a lot of attention downtown Minneapolis. My time! 
gosh, you guys. Walking down Nicollet Mall wearing red cowboy hats and singing Taylor Swift songs as they made their way down to the convention center for the National Volleyball Tournament. It's our last tournament together, so it's a really big deal. How do you feel about the tournament? Are you nervous as a mom? Uh, no, the girls are going to do great. And they are pretty big fans of Minneapolis as well. The food here is amazing. The caribou coffee is... Oh, you don't have caribou down there in no. Texas, do you? Skyways are pretty cool, too. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, help at the plate is coming back to the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, the pitch is going to fly ball, left center field, deep in the gap, going back. Yastrzemski at the track, at the wall. That ball is gone, a home run. Buxton pumps that arm as he rounds second base. A two-out, two-run home run. And the Minnesota Twins reinstating Byron Buxton from the 10-day injured list. He has missed the last 10 games with a rib contusion. Trevor Larnock now goes back to AAA St. Paul. And the Twins open a four-game homestand against the Detroit Tigers tonight at 6:10, right here on CCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find the All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.